He wanted to call it Rage Fest. Rage Fest. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> the last episode. The last episode was Chris's Rage. <laughs> I was going to call it that, but I didn't. It was only like a 30 I, I even said, I, I think I'm sounding a little judgy right now. Well, so maybe there's some... At least there was some kind this. of acknowledgement of my behavior yeah. from me. Yes. I was not being completely narcissistic. No. You're not blaming anyone for your behavior, so... There's just, you know, it's like there's just... <laughs> I mean, I've been at this a long time, you know, and, and you can you can reach the heights of consciousness and, you know, fall all the way down to dumbass so fast. Oh, yeah. It's a slippery slope. <clears throat> it sure is. It's a slippery slope back to, to douchebaggery. I, I like what you will often say is uh, we're all just two decisions away, bad decisions away from... Yeah. From something. Yeah, but I wasn't making decisions. I was just having thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So it's no, different. No, no. I don't... I don't even know what he's talking there's about. There's just times where, you know, it's like, there's a lot to do, and there's just a lot of things you need to participate in to keep things moving along. Mm -hmm. And just, I don't know, you get tired sometimes, and then it's like you don't have the defense to, like, for me, it was looking at the shit in Maui. Yeah. And being, again, being so pissed off they're doing this again, and they're not going to stop, and... It's very hard for people to have the cognitive capacity to see what's happening there. I mean, is there a bigger picture? I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of wonder if all this is just to stimulate your life force into an erratic state so it can maybe. be consumed by some dogs. <laughs> well, just being scattered. And I'm noticing my own scatteredness in my life quite a bit now for well, some I reason. Think it's it's, like, I think it's up right now. It's like you, just attention can be shifted so quick, quickly and easily within myself. I'm just like, wow, this right. is wild. Right. Like you could be like have a most incredible evening where you felt like you developed a thousand years and come tomorrow you're <laughs> dragging like around your knuckles like a <laughs> Neanderthal. You know, like, wow. And you know, it's kind of interesting because like with Carlos, he talks about, or Don Juan talks to Carlos about... <laughs> Carlos didn't really mention it. We didn't talk about things in the fashion that Don Juan talked to him mm -hmm. about. Him. But um, he had, uh, yeah. what was it he said? I just lost my train of thought. Oh, well. So, oh, yeah. well, we'll come back to it or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just want to get out of that topic because just feeling just frustrated that, you know, what, what exactly are... Uh, is anyone going to do? You know, and it's like, to acknowledge this to me is enough. Acknowledge it. Understand how that affects your consciousness. And then move on. Yeah, letting go of the need to know. That's yeah. one thing that yeah. Texas Slim 70 is here, and it really hit with me. It's like, like, how much do you need to know? Like, about a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. not anything. Right. And how that whole thing works in the back end, I'll die without ever knowing, and that's fine. Yeah. Oh, my train of thought came back. Oh, cool. So, Don Mom would talk to Carlos about the assemblage point. Mm -hmm. And then there's these positions it attains. One's the first, you know, there's one called the first attention, mm -hmm. which is just the world of daily affairs. And there's one called the second attention, which is everything gets to be more understandable, if I would. Everything's clearer. Mm -hmm. It's like you get a clearer view, and that thoughts become more. Uh, understandable quicker 
concepts, ideas. Mm -hmm. um, seeing a situation and just knowing what it calls for without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's almost seeing the intent behind things. Uh -huh. Well, yeah. It's the seeing the meta information, not just what's presented in front of you, but it's like there's something else going on that I see, see it. Yeah, I would say like in culture that they would say that, you know, being in the flow, well, that's the second attention, that's, basically. That's that what I would call sense. that. It's pretty... You know, they're not looking at it that way. You know, they value that. It's like the activity of what goes on in the zone is valued, but the feeling of being in the zone, that's got to be valued as well, I know. But it's so easy to see the value in that and how it renders everything really understandable mm -hmm. and really easy to understand, uh, you know, emotional states, all kinds of things. And how quickly you can slip back into not knowing that anymore right i mean that's something that you know i think anybody who's on a spiritual path should probably recognize about themselves is that you are in the state that you proclaim or want to be in about 10 percent of the time the other 90 oh. you're fighting to get back to it from a dumbass position <laughs> well idiocy really. in in flow like flow there's some flow state which has had like scientific research and all this stuff on it and they pretty much it just says you're so involved in what you're doing and the thing you're doing is actually so hard and complex that you drop your mind so take surfing for instance something like pro level surfer they're not they're thinking do i turn left or turn? they're just in the flow right. with the wave actually right. and are they thinking about anything nope they're not thinking am i going to win am i going to lose they better not be thinking that because they're going to crash if they do right and for you know that to me yeah. you know it's like flowing with life same thing same thing flowing as it goes and it's like you watch human behavior i found that you know one thing that i could probably like well the jungle would be great for this just get it started stop with like shorts and videos and shit because man <laughs> oh, social, social media you're talking about <laughs> yeah i mean you know <laughs> i just i'll get on there just because you know there's people i like yeah there's people that um you know, I'm, I'm generally interested in the life they're living in. We have some kind of genuine thing going on. So, you you know, you go through it. And then you there's, like, short videos. Mm -hmm. There's just so much madness. It's like, what, what am I watching here? <laughs> like, there's a show called, um, what, what's it called? There's a lot of clips about it. And it's okay. uh, whatever, I think it's Oh, called. whatever, yeah. The guy interviews the women and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. dating. And, yeah, yeah, I've seen some of those things. That's so popular. yeah. I'm like looking at it going, it's really millions of views on this, really? To watch them go, I'll go, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, yeah. I mean, I don't, oh God. Or him telling them, you know, what what body, all that shit. Oh, it's so like, I have my values, <sighs> you don't have my values, so you're wrong. Yeah, and right. I think that's really, that might be the source of why I got a little, eh. <laughs> No, seriously, because, well, is this what we're doing? Is it, I, I used to ask my mom this. We were, I, I might have told this story once before, so if you heard it, okay. But me and my mom were going to get school clothes. And she was taking me to this place called the Hitchin Post and Wood Nickel. Whoa. Sounds expensive. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Thing when I was younger. I when I was young, I would, you know 
dressed to the nines, really. Just What's a, a button-down shirt with the khakis? What are you yeah, about? you know, the Izod, the penny loafers, okay. the Marthe Jabot Francais pants. Okay. You know. The specifics are more fun. Yeah, yeah, Perry nice. Ellis, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know. I yeah, remember Perry Ellis. I did. I, when I was 13, I had a subscription to GQ. Whoa. <laughs> I would take out the little cologne packets. Rub them uh, it Dakar Noir. Yep, and you know, and then look for the watch that looked expensive but wasn't. Seiko. Yeah, I did that for uh, a couple of years. Yeah. Right. But we I were anyway. That. We were going to buy clothes one day, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom was driving me, and uh, <laughs> I was just in. I was in a mood much like the one I've been in last the whole week, really. And this Firebird pulls up next to her, and we're in her Corvette. I think it was a Corvette, Firebird, Corvette, something. She had one sports car, but Corvette, I think, because General Motors. <laughs> My grandfather ran a dealership, so they mm. would, you know, they would get these cars. But anyway, we're sitting there at the stoplight, and there's these guys in the other car. And she revs up the engine and looks over at him, and they rev up their engine and look over at her, and rev, 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 rev. Light turns green, and boom! There's and now we're having a drag race down Dodge Street, mm-hmm. heading out to where this store is, and. Wee, whoopee, whoopee. I'm watching it all go down. Everybody's, you know, doing the whole, you know, like like a pathetic 80s movie. Adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like, yeah, just a cheap thrill. Right, and my mom looks over at me after it was over. She said, wasn't that fun? I said, Mom, is this it? She said, what? I'm going, is this what we do as humans? I mean, is this go shopping, we get cars, you know, jobs. And is this it? Is there any more to this than that? Just... Being a, a, a member of society and doing the duty of society, and that's it. That's all there is to life. She just kind of looks over at me. She goes, you scare me sometimes. <laughs> well, because I'm asking the real question. Yeah. And I, it's weird. It's one I feel like it could still be asked. Oh, I think you have. Yeah. What? what times. Yeah, I mean, you know what led me ultimately to go find Native American? Well, not even really find him. To put myself in a position to have an an exchange with any kind of medicine men and mm-hmm. women um, was looking for the answer to that. Because I was never the guy that, oh, yeah, this is it. There, there, no, there is no that. There is none of that here. Oh, this is the thing. No, there is none of that here. Not that I found. And I still, I, I just stopped. I think what makes me be able to handle myself is because I stopped looking mm-hmm. for what is going to do it for me. Uh, the thing that's always been doing it for me. The beating of my heart and looking out of my eyeballs. And, you know, and it's like, to me, that's a whole other world. That is a whole other realm of learning. It's a whole other realm of existence that is not, let's just say it doesn't seem to mesh well with modernity. And I don't think it ever really has. Right. I think any kind of modern thing that ever popped up died. To some degree, I mean, you know, obviously we're still doing it, and it can't, has this root somewhere. There's not one empire that lasted all that long. No, Bro, no. empires know. they come and go, like ours will, mm-hmm. and because uh, it's not really conducive to the human species at all. No, but the but through the last ten thousand years, there's been even though the progression of who's called so called in charge. There's been some progression of what we do as humans in terms of, you know, I don't know, something more complex than just living in the woods. You know, not yeah. I mean, I get, you know, we had all this stuff that we do, all these little programs, all these technologies. But what do we really still know about what's looking out of our eyeballs? I mean, we're, 
we don't even know how to emotionally handle ourselves. I mean, if they, no. that were the case, there wouldn't be so many SSRIs out there. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, and yeah. it's like, and I, I know how hard it is to maintain your mental stability and your emotional stability. And you know that, you know, and not using pills to do that. Obviously turning to plants. But, you know, it's like there's nobody who doesn't suffer from that to some degree. Some kind of blockage that mm -hmm. they can't define. Well, it's funny. The people giving you the medications are the ones also creating the society that's causing you to feel that way. That, then that's the thing that you take, and it numbs you out to the whole thing that makes you more compliant to the whole thing. Yeah, it's like you create a society. You realize people can handle it. So now you can create drugs. Yeah. That helps them handle it. No, no. Doesn't help that helps them numb it out. They still don't handle it, but they don't feel the effects. Numb out so bad. the fact that yeah. you pretend you're going to live forever, and yet you're dying quite slowly, or, or both slowly, <laughs> See, possibly so, slowly or quickly. You don't actually know because you don't know how many more seconds or breaths you have. You know, and I, you know, and there's. It seems like the periods of calm, in between one shit show to the next, aren't there anymore. Right? I mean, no, on a societal level, it's and it's like, okay, I can live up here and just be with nature and just chill and say nothing and, you know, and just do stuff here. It'd be totally fine, but myself, I could. But that's just something in me that won't allow me that. No. It's like, no, you have to get in there. You have to kind of try to interject something into this thing. You know, why? I don't know. I mean, I'm not for fucking likes, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, being a mountain hermit is, maybe it's good for yourself, but it doesn't seem like the highest calling, necessarily. And and doing it for a month in the jungle sounds amazing to get the benefits of it, mm -hmm. and then come back and apply that. To, I mean, when I was coming out of the jungle, I was excited to go get stuff done. Like, I came back so jazzed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, maybe that. Yeah, I mean, you know, just Be a hermit kinda, for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get 30 days of that here. I know. Month, so. Pretty pretty excited. Me too. I've been um, looking forward to that for a while now. I'm going, oh yeah, I could really use that. I mean, how many people get, let alone, you know, plants aside, how many people get 30 days by themselves? I'd never had it before. Like, in my like life, ever. I had never spent that much time by myself and not talking for so long. Yeah, no phone. No one asking you to do something. Yeah, no I'm calling you, asking you to go out and party with them. Nothing, no, I didn't nothing. even want to leave. I just wanted to stay right there in my little... I had like a little grove, a hole in the canopy of the, the jungle in the cabin there and just would sit in the tea stumps and listen to birds and just be like, wow, this world is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. But we forget because we're, we're in cities and stuff and it's all concrete over and we actually forget that we're in nature, even in the middle of a city. Mm -hmm. It's still nature. We're still there. It's just got a weird mask on it. Yeah, you're still outside. You're still outside, and there's still dirt. Under that concrete is dirt <laughs> and organic matter and things like that, and there's, there's, light, there's trees coming up in the cracks in the concrete, and mm -hmm. it's still nature. Well, it's weird. It's like, I kind of see it as, if I were to put it in, like, uh, Don Juan parlance, saturated with awareness, the first attention the attention of duty, duty to country, duty to family, duty to self, duty to you. Know. So much that you can't imbue it anymore with the second attention that actually when you step out of the, the, the way you're paying attention to a problem and you step into a heightened state of awareness mm -hmm. and look at the same problem, it's far easier to deal with. Right. Right. Because you see the root of it. Right. Instead right. of all the effects that you don't understand. Right. 
like if you're if you're nothing's going wrong the first attention you can just sail that's all you're doing you're just sailing anyway you're just sailing doing the thing right and if there's nothing no storm and no conflict then you can sail on the first attention dump all your energy into it and you won't know the day you won't be you'll be none the wiser Hmm. but it's when things come up and you realize you have no attention no learning invested in this other state that looks at the problem and renders it easy to handle and quick to to get over do you understand what i mean i i do it, it is it i'm sitting thinking it sounds it's almost like your higher self in some ways it's well like, it, it's it's yourself it's, weird. it's like you can't see higher self as separate from self right right so it's a different awareness within self it's kind of like i was seeing what i was working out today i'm like you know that the idea of ignorance is bliss for those have that have an impenetrable ceiling. Ignorance is bliss for those that have an impenetrable ceiling. Yeah. If nothing can come in and invade them. Oh, so still not keeping you down, so you but keeping stuff coming down on you? Yeah. I mean, if you got that, yeah, you can just be la, 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 la. Until something really bad happens that you never saw come in. Well, if you've got an impenetrable ceiling. Nothing comes, but life eventually gives you something. Well, you're dying. You in there. There's that. There's that. So one. you're dying in that ignorance, right? Some part of you is, or is that not living? Is that what you mean by dying? Kind of like not living. Maybe it's just being okay with being in a roofed house. <laughs> dying, you know, outside doesn't matter. Hmm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're actually like the metaphysical and the physical is kind of both. Yeah. Like you can actually just lock yourself in your house, and then you're also locked in a house that's more energetic as well. You know, and so it, there is a, it's weird. It's like there's no answers to questions. There's a state that rises above the need for an answer and sees mm-hmm. what's there, right? And if you can see what's there and make sense of it, then you got no questions. Hmm. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're not questioning everything. You go to a place that, is beyond your need to question because you can see what is there that seems so confusing from that lesser state of attention. Mm, it's just a stepping. But back you can't have that okay. unless the ceiling is removed. And the ceiling is the limits you put on your awareness. So the barriers on your on your ability to expand into consciousness. Reason. That's, is it? That's a big yeah. part of it, yeah. yeah. Is it reason? It's because well, reason, I think of logic, and this seems like outside of logic, it seems more... It's very outside of logic. Yeah, so that's right. why I said reason. Well, like, you know, I'm going to go beat on that drum over in the woods for a while. Well, why would you do that? What's that for? Right, right. That's logic and reason mm-hmm. applied. Um, well, from the second attention, it, you know what it does. I mean, if you've been well-versed in the higher states, you recognize right away that, ah, vibration, sound, and song is like human beings a way of emanating Mm -hmm. probably more potently than anything else they do for themselves and then if you know if they're really really proficient at it for others too Hmm. right i mean you could even take it like like a really good philosopher who's really in it you could sit and listen to them for days Mm -hmm. just because oh wow i never thought of things that way because they're constantly bringing something to the table, that the minute you hear it, it hits home. But it's not like it was thought out or reasonable or rational. 
Mm. Right? There's a lot of brilliant poetry. There's no rationality or reason to it at all. But it opens up a door in you that goes, oh, wow, that's that's big. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like the first attention is for this. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Second attention is more for all Mm. of it. Right? And there's just like you have to learn in the first attention. You got to learn how to drive. Right? Got to learn how to eat, to be a good slave. <laughs> Cubicle right. work. Yeah. You got to learn how to handle your money so you can pay all the fees. And do taxes that they never taught you how to do. Yep. Whatever job you have, you got to learn that. So there's all this learning that has to go on in the first attention. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because in the second attention, you see what needs to be done. So the learning comes from a different place. Right? So the learning is. You still have to learn in the second attention, right? But you're not learning about any particular thing. Hmm. The learning is becoming energetically familiar once again with how you feel, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, getting the reins on the brain and the gut so you're not eating shit all the time. Not a nervous wreck. Right. Right, and to you know, and then when you're just kind of like ah, ah, you know, the best thing you can do is go go work out in that gym for a while. That's actually really and, awesome. and it's it's the second attention that recognizes to go in there. Mm-hmm. It's like oh. yeah, yeah, you don't want to go. Yeah, you got all this shit going on, and blah blah blah. blah and you ain't got time. Just get your ass in there. <laughs> I still have resistance. I know. Right, and and to me, that's the voice that I try to follow the most. Most, but if you get so much first attention stuff piled around you, you start, your antenna starts to get a little, uh, little, let's just say it it can't attain that so easily. You know what I mean? I do. So the more that we have all this activity and make all these things, this matters, that matters, that matters, and yeah, and it's all reasonable, it's all rational. Rational, but... You just need to break sometimes and just like uh, put it all well, aside. Well, it's interesting because how many? I mean, taking a break from it, have you left the first attention to take that break? And do you need a break from it, or do you need to stand in a higher perspective and take a good look at it all? Well, there's that, and see what's actually influencing me to be the way I am. What's influencing my actions? Mm-hmm. What's influencing the way that I'm having my relationships? What is any of that? Right? And it's like, yes. that's the thing that you learn in the second attention. Right. Right? You learn, like, what's leading you? You say you're driving your life. You sure you're not in the back seat? You sure something else isn't driving that? Is it really you? Is it really what you want? You know? It's like, oh, well, you know, a lot of satisfaction is basically that this will do. Because there's always something worse. No matter what you get going on, there's always a worse situation than yours. So you could always rationalize that at least I'm not that other thing. Well, it's the importance we put on the first attention that makes the second intention unattainable. Right. That it's so important that you do this thing. This you got to be part of society. You got to do this. You can't not do this. It's like I cannot do anything I don't want to do. Right? I can totally not do it. That would be sovereignty. 
It's and the other one's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't feel indebted to anything. Hmm. I, I don't even feel indebted to life. Hmm. Not really. I feel appreciative that, and still dumbfounded hmm. that there's a thing called me walking around looking at everything. And, you know, and trying to, like, see if there's some kind of point, purpose, or value in any of it. Right? I mean, yeah, that's you, a... You try to make it meaningful. about. Otherwise, why would it be there? You might have lost me. What do you mean? I might have lost myself. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. Either way is fine. I might have lost myself. Well, okay. I got a question because everyone <laughs> is stuck in the first attention. Pretty much. Yeah. And they. Even the, even the all the new agey wonderful medicine, medicine oh, yeah. shit. It's stuck there. It's like, hey, yo, that was to. You weren't supposed to bring that and have that be a sacrament of the first attention. It was there to teach you how to escape the first attention and go into a place that I like to refer to as kind of sane. Because hmm. the second attention brings sanity. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's like between that sanity and that everyday world, you have. it's like there's... If you learn in the second intention enough, which is you develop your awareness... Mm -hmm. You understand your intentions. You understand what your motivations, right? You see why you're doing what you're doing, and you learn how that all energetically affects. You start to notice that, oh, there's yet another door. I would just call that mystery. And it's like, I think that's where human beings are actually supposed to go. They were supposed to make the first attention, the world of your physical affairs, mm -hmm. Um I wouldn't say convenient, flowing enough that you didn't have to concern yourself in it so much. Right. It just was there to house and feed and keep you clean and breathe some air. You know, just different versions of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, if since we've added so much more to it and since we've got voices telling us it's super important that we do these things you're investing you have to invest pretty much all your life force into being here there's none left it's like you don't get to live here unless you're going to invest yourself fully and the, those that don't don't really live among society anymore the homeless i mean they're they're on the streets but they're not really a part of the society no, they it's it's two different worlds. I we really ran into it in Austin yeah, there yeah. two weekends ago and we had a number of interactions with homeless folks and some are pretty cool actually. I mean really cool. Like right. trying you know, doing something different they approach differently and I think Scott gave him like a twenty dollar bill or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and there's diversity in the homelessness, too. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's a lot some of people homeless. who just are out there because they like to be freewheeling and they don't have any real issues other than they don't want to pay rent. 
I assume that there's a lot of bad circumstances for the most part. And there's yeah, a lot, I think, there's a lot I of think there's a lot of that. There's a yeah, lot of, yeah, there's there's a lot lot of, of mental illness. Sure, sure. There's a lot of, I don't know if it was failure to cope, no. ability to cope, or decision not to. I, I would say it's a response to this very dysfunctional society, that this dysfunctional society is driving people in that direction. It is putting people into methods, putting people into financial hardships, the hardships that are beyond their control in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And with inflation out of control, people losing gr- are hanging on by a thread, and they they fall below that that threshold, and shit gets too bad decisions or just too bad circumstances, right. and holy shit, you're on the streets. Right. It's like uh, to me, it you know, if there's not some connection to you know that higher state of presence, you're doomed. Because there's got to be like a lifeline in that somewhere. And so all that, of that just so when it gets hard, you don't give up, give in, or give up, or well, when it gets hard, you can kind of sit back and although it's difficult, there's, there's no reason to, to to you know throw fit so much. You know what I mean? Well, the fit could be quite detrimental. Well, too. I figure you're gonna like I've said, you're gonna be here what 80, 90 years, maybe, maybe. All right, I can handle this a little bit longer, <laughs> right? I I I don't see it as a sentence. I see it as, as well, a, a, a gift every single day. Yeah, I mean, all the medicine people I've ever met, none of them, it wasn't about love and light and becoming happy. But pull some of the importance, some of the life force they've invested in this one, and stick it in this other one that seems like it doesn't go anywhere because it has no location. There's no storage facility for all the stuff you're going to get there, right? Right. But yet, there's something about it, at least there is for me, and I'd have to think it is for most humans. There's something about that, that state that's a bit higher or beyond that physical worry and drudgery and just drama illness yeah yeah and, and when you feel that way the little things don't matter anymore well you know and i always thought well when you feel that way and you recognize what that is like and then once you you know when i was young i thought well once i have this once i had it when i felt it i'm like hey i got it <laughs> and i've been trying to get it back over and over every time I every time I get it I, I lose it I get it I lose it I get it I lose it I get it I lose it that's been really really the the ride of life for me is I can attain those higher states why can't I and I know that I can I mean that's not even anything that anybody I need to ask anybody if I have mm-hmm. I know it I know that space and yet this one seems to be uh, sticky still yeah you know, and it's like, it's, you know, and so I battle in my head a little bit sometimes that I should just walk away from all this. Just grizzly Adams this shit. Go out in the desert, the mountains. Uh, and the, it's weird because as much as there may be like some bizarre desire for that, I, I look at life and life says, yeah, no, that's not what we're doing. You get to do it for 30 days and you're really going to, you're really going to like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can go you can go full animalistic out there if you want to just like, grunt or whatever just be your animal you know it's something else yeah i mean you know just because i i'm one of those people that if i'm going to be in a world i want to understand it as much as i possibly can and what i'm having a hard time understanding when it comes to my species is what what is driving it what is driving this i mean we're in a place now where i think a good chunk of people i can't say how many but a good chunk recognize uh we're being fucked here yes completely ran over um disrespected right treated as children disregarded disregarded right everything invalidated yeah canceled uh, it just little batteries that produce will actually produce the things that make this whole thing go around in exchange for nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's enough people recognizing hey this is a fuck shit show we got going yeah. on here and there's it's like that first attention has got such a hold that they just continue doing what they always do. We're and not ra- no, don't cause waves. Don't <laughs> don't you dare talk that. Don't don't talk about that around them. You know what it'll do. Yeah, I know what it'll do. And I want to see this powder keg go off. Because it's just under pressure and looks like it's just pure suffering. It is. I would like to see it shift. I don't know if I like powder keg. I like slower than powder keg, so Well, I mean if you got a pressurized powder keg. It's you- better to like the release valve instead of just kind of like when you got like it. a big you know like when the doctor has to like you got some big welt on you they gotta poke to get the shit yeah. out you know what i mean i do i don't know if that's the best <laughs> we definitely lost all our viewers just now <laughs> well i don't care i mean just say it just squeeze it oh god this society you know it's like to me i think you know well, it's been my experience for quite a while, many, 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 many years, decades. Is it anything I've done? Is it like a punishment for something? Let me not learn. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Sure. If you want to lay down, I am done learning. I've learned all I need to learn. And I'm just going to coast this next year to 40 uh, without any more learning needed. Uh, I don't want that ride. <laughs> That ride sounds real bad. But here's, I, I, this is the thing. I really believe in humans. I believe in our species, like, a lot, actually. I think that we're highly programmed. I have to believe in them. I see them every day. I, I know. But I believe that we can overcome it, that we can do more than what we are now. We shall exactly. overcome. Through Kumbaya and other <laughs> songs. But no, actually, we're, we're really programmable beings. We are just... It is so easy to hack our species. We are so suggestive. We are so hypnotizable. And we are being, by the society. It's hypnotized us into this crappy behavior of short-term thinking. That's what I call it. And we're also programmable to be better. That if we can shift our incentives, if we can shift our focus, our attention, that actually collectively we can be a better version of our species and hopefully go to higher places and have more time to do what you're talking about is... These things are just for surviving, and most of life is 
what is this thing going on mm-hmm. within me and around me and through me? Like, what in the hell is well, this? Right I, I mean, I know many times that, you know, I go walking in the door of Joseph or Carlos or Sunday or any of them, or any of them just in a panic about <laughs> just stuff. Yeah. And they would give me this look like, hmm. <laughs> what are y'all worried about? It's like, oh, don't you, this is happening, that's happening. As things happen, that's how they happen. It's like, but it, ah, it needs to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Yep, you've got needs. <laughs> and that's all you'd get. You wouldn't get this. Well, let me give you the, the down low on how you do that. You know, I'm the expert on how you do that. Let's just go ahead and tell you how to do that. It was never that. It was like more like, can you cope with how you feel? Yeah. And if you can cope with the nasty stuff inside of you long enough, you'll understand why it's sitting there. That's the hardest part of this work of all. Hmm. Is eh, I mean, everybody's going to wake up to one day and realize you really didn't value your life. Hmm. Everyone's going to have that moment where, oh my God, you didn't, you didn't give life the value it deserved. You gave everything that happened in it uh, a lot of attention and energy. Mm-hmm. But what about the thing that's actually alive? Have you given that any attention, any energy? That's that's the part of you that, oh, that's what the second attention's for, is to strengthen that part of you. The first attention's to, you know, so you don't die too soon. <laughs> right? You can learn how to do this. And yeah, you get some senses. You get, it's a sensory world. Right? So it's different. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, there are senses in the second attention. They're just used differently. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, we would be sitting there, and I, so I would just be like, I don't know, like, maybe chasing a thought, like looking and hearing something, trying to grasp it, and it just wasn't graspable. Just like something elusive. Hmm. And Carlos would watch me trying to catch this elusive thing mentally or energetically or emotionally he would look at me and he's like you smell that crystal ball just smell that and i would and suddenly i'd be in that it was that was elusive was no longer elusive i could look at it clearly without any smudges or any need to play with it conceptually so it's like there here truth has to be like an equation right Right? So there's different sensory data you're using. There, truth is more like a, a living energy that bonds with you. It doesn't stick around. I mean, you know, today's truth is tomorrow's lie. You know, that's, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That what was true for you when you were 30 is not true for you when you're 50. No. Right? And to be able to let those things, let the truth come in. Let it mingle with you. Let it give you the energetic charge it's come to give. And then let it go and make room for the next one. Which will be, you know, that there's the learning, the development of it all. And, you know, develop like an energetic understanding of the life. And you would find that a lot of people who think they're doing stuff because it makes them look good or because it's a cool thing to do or because Johnny's doing it, the you know, that kind of thing, that they'd find if they were really... Let's put it this way. If the second attention and the you that 
is existing in that state if that ceiling is removed and it gets to come in oh there is going to be some routing going on cleaning of house yeah and that's why the lid's there is so those things aren't touched because there's a lot of things that people are doing that are think are improving their lives from a higher perspective a higher state of consciousness a higher state of presence they would see that that activity is killing them hmm. and they're putting all their life into an activity that is not helping them at all hmm. you know the, the the hope that it will one day is what they're living on so working hard now so you can retire later mm -hmm. instead of living now inevitably and if if you're going to learn about life, you have to be present in it. And life is never not now. Truly. It never. Tell me any moment. It isn't now without life in it. Well, it's a tricky one to remember for some reason. Yeah. And it's like, so if you're going to learn about life, and life is right now, well, then you have to live right now to learn. But we've created a system that is rational and reasonable. <laughs> it's right that has dates that way. <laughs> has due dates it has hours these are the hours we work because it makes the most sense yeah sure it does nine to five makes the most it's sense not, it's it, yeah. you know with your children just so you know i want y'all to know this yeah. with your children the best thing you can do with them is wake their ass up at 6 30 in the morning shovel some shit in their face <laughs> Send them out of your house to go get on a bus with a grumpy person because it's early in the morning to get on a bus with a bunch of kids who are probably just as tired and unmotivated as your own and then send them to a school where eh, that person might have had a bad day and, and just have them there from like 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then get them on a bus back home and then have them do a bunch of work and then feed them and then tell them good night and then get up and do it all again and it's really good to do to your kids to do this five days a week. Not three, not two, five. Do this five days a week. Yeah, your obedience is, is not desired. Demanded. It, it is. At gunpoint. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Resistance is futile. <laughs> Join the Borg. Yeah. Today. Uh -huh. And, you know, we watched this starting to happen when we were kids. It's full blown now. It's, it's awful. You know, and you're kind of looking awful. at it like, uh, it's awful. How as a parent do you not feel awkward and a little shitty that you're subjecting your kid to something that someone else tells you is good for them, which clearly might not be? Right. Like a school. And it's training them for the work life that they wish to feed them until they retire at 65. Yeah. So yeah. then you have your whole life set up there. Five, well, you know, everybody I've ever known outside of school when you're 20 years outside of it. Do you ever, you know, you ask me, you ever learn anything? Well, you know, it was social, it was for fun. And and I math I learned how to do math and I learned how to read and that I took care of everything else on my own. Yeah. It's like yeah, did you really? Do you think we really needed to be there? No, not at all. Not at all. We would have figured that out as we went along life. It's like yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we would have, and we wouldn't have taken up so much headspace memorizing dates that are you know and stories that are essentially lies. <laughs> well, and worse than that, stealing away from somebody in their most creative developmental stage of their whole life and stealing it for some mundane tasks that are clearly designed to unmotivate you and put you into depression that needs SSRIs to fix. Like a spontaneous, energetic... Wow! is not even tolerated in kids anymore. That's 
that's against our code of behavior, sir, and you're going to have to remove yourself from this building. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's... For you, for the safety of the children, we have a lot of rules, and we just we just need a little bit more of your freedom so we can make it safer for the kids. Right. We need just all actually all of your freedom. Give us nice. all your freedom, and we'll make sure your kids are fine. It's like <laughs> says the people destroying your children. Yes, and it's like that. I, that and you know, I mean, that really starts to drive me nuts. It's like, wow. And, and head off into the open seas. That's going to mean different things for different folks, right? Right, and different abilities to do different things, but. Going deeper into it seems like not the right choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I yeah. saw it was a trap. Long, I mean, when I was young, not like, me. Ooh, that's a trap. Yeah, I know. I mean, that that is tying people down. <laughs> you caught it a lot sooner than me. <laughs> well, you know, and it hasn't made you know. And I remember a friend of mine, this girl I used to know, Kim. We hung out a lot, and she had this brother. And he was always, I don't know, it was weird, like envious somehow, and I, I never really understood why. But um, he's like, man, you know, having your life must be great. I mean, you don't have to worry about mortgage payments and car payments and any of that because, you know, you just don't have anything. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I made that choice. Things weren't going to do it for me. I wanted to. The, the feeling of well-being never came from a thing. <laughs> so, no, I'm not really interested in things that much. You know, I said, but, you know, while you're sitting here going, oh, you know, I have it so great. Understand that this. I don't have a house that's my own, right? I have a car that could be repoed at any minute because I don't actually own it, right? Uh, I don't have health care. I don't have a 401k. I don't have a savings account, right? I don't have credit cards, right? I don't have a career. (laughs) So while you're sitting here looking at me like it must be nice, well, I'm looking at what you do. And I would say that must be nice, but I look at, mood you're in and i realized yeah you're just playing the game and you're losing and everybody's gonna lose it's a casino and the house wins period it's like not real so can you do this work or choose this other way outside of society and still have uh, do you have to be in poverty to do that no you know i didn't think so you don't have to be in poverty your thoughts are about no i don't think you know i mean ultimately I mean, I kind of look at my life and the way it's been. Because, you know, not having a job for long periods of time where Carlos wouldn't let me work, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just, I mean, after Carlos passed away, oh, boy, I hate something to agree with me. <laughs> it happens. Life One moment. Happens. Sorry, I'm being rude. I'm over here gassing out. Okay, where was I? Remind me of where I was. Carlos. Didn't let you work most of the time. Right, right. So, you know, and then after he passed away, or left, I mean, you know, however you want to call it. I don't really care how anyone calls it. He was just no longer around. Let's just say that. I never saw a corpse, so I don't know. I don't know what the fuck really happened. Nor, I mean, I know how crazy, how wild everything was with him and around him, so, you know, I have no idea. Nor do I really care. It's that I don't need to know. It's it's a good one actually, mm-hmm. it's yeah, which makes mantra. it a lot easier. So I can stay out of arguments and discussions about Carlos Castaneda. I'm like anybody knows who that guy was at all, you know. But after he passed away, it was like I had gone too far into the world that he was presenting to me, teaching me about, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, you know, I was already outside of what regular people are going to do 
It's hard. Regular is not even the right word. Common? Most it's pretty common. Default? I don't know. For like a year. And because, uh, you know, we were just broke down here. So mm -hmm. I went back and to revive a little bit. <laughs> if that's what you mean. If that makes any sense. Um, but anyway, we were there. And so I went up to take this job, job interview. And it was for running a construction uh, material warehouse, mm -hmm. which, you know, I've been working construction my whole life. So I, I was pretty well versed in it. And, you know, running things like that was pretty easy for me. Yeah. So, you know, it was to manage it. It was like 75, 80,000 a year. So, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, all right, well, I'll just try this out. So I go to the interview, right? And I sit down with the guy that, you know, the owner. And he talks to me, and we go walking out. You know, he's like, tell me what these things are. And so I'm just pointing stuff out. I'm like, oh, that's this, that's that. What trade uses this, da, da, da. Just to know that I knew what I was talking about. I was like, well, you really do know what you're talking about. I say, oh, yeah, I've set up these things before. You know, like White Cap Industries. I helped the guy that owned that oh, when yeah. it first started out. I helped him set up his pilot store, his mm -hmm. flagship store. And, you know, all the things they need to go and the skewing and the shelving and, you know, figuring all that out. And so, you know, I was well-versed in it. So I come back for a second interview, so I do. And, you know, we go over some things about the business and that, and he asked me a few questions, and, you know, I'm kind of just answering the questions he has. He's like, I got two other people I'm considering. And I said, but, you know, I'm really leaning towards you. And I figured, all right, I got it. Right? So I'm going to jump back into society and forget all this stuff. And then I get to the the third interview we're doing and it's a soul food restaurant near oh. ucla hmm. or no usc so okay. like southern california down oh. you know city and we go in there and we sit down and we're eating and he's like you know i really want to offer you this job and i'm like hmm? he's like but i'm like oh shit what? what what's the but about but i can look at you and i know just by looking at you you're not going to stick around. He's like, do you realize that, you know, I need someone who needs this job. I need someone who has three kids, a mortgage, insurance payments, and a wife that likes expensive things <laughs> to keep him coming here day after day. He's like, I look at you. I don't see that. Yeah. You're here for a moment and you'll be moving on because you're about other things. And he looks at me and says, you know what he says to me? It, it's best that you be about those other things. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know that part of the story. Uh, yeah. And then so, you know, and then right after that, we moved back to Colorado and went down to Dolores, stayed there for a few years. Which is a different sort of place outside mm. of society, for well, sure. Well, Dolores means suffering. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, after Carlos passed, I was lost, man. I mean, really, I was really lost. It's like I was learning about this world that I can't just walk into on my own. Right, mm -hmm. this expanded aspect of life that a lot of people will never know about, mm -hmm. and it was open. I mean, I could go in there with them, but I couldn't find that. You know how to really get what the energetic concoction within is to get there, mm -hmm. right? And and you know having to still raise you know kids and live and pay rent and do all that, and then to have my mind just tied in knots trying to figure out how my friend chip would tell me you know you're just gonna have to go to ash hmm. just let it all go to ash and then and maybe you'll see something which i pretty much did you know yeah, yeah i mean i lost 
I just got real simple. Life mm-hmm. got real simple. Did real simple man things. Which is good because if you lose everything and you can do simple, then you're not worried about losing anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I there's I look at it now and it's like the, there's I don't know, for me this is a real test. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know it's valuable to me. I know it more than any, I know anything else. And I know why it's valuable to me, which makes it rock solid. The why. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to the most valuable thing to me is well-being. And that's not just being healthy. It's looking out in the world and feeling its richness. It's looking out into nature and feeling the camaraderie you have with it. To feel that it's not outcasting you. Mm-hmm. And you, should, you don't feel like an outcast in it. Right? Or the dumb You're not scared that. of the fucking woods. A lot of folks are. Oh, man. Try, yeah, how well we know that. Yeah. Oh my God, are there bears up here? It's like, yes, yeah, there are actually. Yeah. What do you do about the bears? I'm like the same thing humans have been doing about them since they've been here. Usually, Bo chases them off. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I know they're dangerous. You don't get it. Bears are dangerous. Well, and the bear could be a metaphor for whatever we fear in life. Inevitably, yeah. I mean, really, yeah, actually, yeah. and it's like, and this kind of this whole thing, the second attention, it's, it's almost this. Why it's, it's the medicine man within, medicine person within. It seems like like the thing you learned was like, how do I get that? Because I'm coming in here full of angst about what's going down, and they need to do something about it. They're going yes, child. Not even a condescending way, just like yeah, see where you're at. You need to just calm down and smooth out, mm-hmm. and, and then this, then approach it. Yeah, this segues right into what Job, yeah, wanted to talk about. Yeah, because he's like okay. I finished the fire from within one of Carlos's books, and I'm being a tyrant. <laughs> a tyrant? He's not a tyrant. He's a microphone tyrant. <laughs> You're doing really good today. He really is. He's a micro- he's he gets really um, ruffled about me getting far away from this thing, or too close to it, or too far away. He's like, he says to me today, "I'm going to make you wear headphones." I'm like, "Really? Why is that?" <laughs> that was a funny so one. you can see what it's like with that mic. And I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. And you ain't going to tell me what to do. Because I'm my own person, god damn it. And I am sovereign being. So, you know, you want to like go put on that that General Mao uniform, that Chairman Mao uniform. Right <laughs> my intention. I march into your drum. I saw it, and I saw it as adorable that he attempted. <laughs> you just used the word adorable. I did. And, and I weaponized it as well. <laughs> you sure did, because I'm just sitting here going, oh my God. Not your adorable jokes. Like that he thought he's just. No, you weaponized it. your use of the word. Yes. And it just hit me like, oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> See? Oof, just knock me but anyway, he comes anyway, in, he was yes. talking about mm-hmm. silent knowledge. Because there's a big part of that book that talks about silent knowledge. Mm-hmm. And how one acquires it, which is the mood of the warrior. That's how you approach it, right? It's not a, it's weird. It's like silent knowledge can't be acquired by an identity, it can't be acquired by a thinker, mm-hmm. right? So it really is. The discipline that it takes for one to move into the second attention. 
So the first attention, you look at the world, and, and all it really takes is you just got to date the wrong person four or five times before you realize you're making a mistake. <laughs> I don't know if right? that fixes anything. but oh, No, no, does. but I'm saying you start to notice that see, mistake. You see the pattern of what you're and doing. And then you realize all your thinking just creates more mistakes. You stop thinking, and suddenly you're like, fuck, I'm a dumbass. I let people take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. I let these people come in and do this. Knowledge impacts you in such a way that the truth dawns on you and you know and it, it it's not nice well i'm no. not saying that it's nasty it's neither it is impersonal mm -hmm. right and it's weird it's like it takes you a state of being so impersonal that your identity dies and you're just the life force sitting there looking at the situation and going Huh. Be very confused about what needs to happen. Go to the second attention, look at that chessboard. As you know, you can see what's going on. You can see exactly where this this thing's going, exactly where that's going. You get to make sense out of things. But it's not a sense that is wordy or conceptual or personal or moral or idealistic or political or any of this shit. You gotta be a vegan. Yeah. You know, that's another one of them. It's like, hey, if within yourself, life says, don't eat animals, then don't eat them. Yeah. But don't assume life said that to anyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do. But, you know, we don't have vegan bash today. I don't, no. I don't feel a need. <laughs> vegan bashing? Vegan bashing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Oh, really? you again and again well, and again and everything starts with well i'm a vegan same with crossfitters same with Bitcoiners. same with christians <laughs> same with jews same with people same with, Muslims. <laughs> same with americans it's like you guys got a new religion wow cool religion you got these beliefs great everybody should adhere to them or they're bad people wow you sound like a fucking religion well a lot of things are huh everything is <laughs> what is religion even you know what you know what the word originally means a way of life. Hmm. It's all event. Now I'm sure if you were to look, the the you know the new age, the new speak dictionary probably has it. It's just a prescribed loaded. way of life. <laughs> yeah, we loaded all the words with bullets. It used to mean something quite simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, you need. You, there's a lot of shooting. Mm -hmm. Shooting on everything. A lot of shooting. A lot of shooting. Not shitting. Shooting. Shit. 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 But you know, it's. And I found that. For anybody who really wants to understand well-being and not just be a fucking buffoon. And, you know, yeah, enjoy your life. But understand what, what is enjoyable in life. And stop pretending that what you're doing is so you can see what actually is. Right? For, not just for your identity. Because, you know, yeah, let's go to the club. Yeah, let's go to the club and go dancing. We'll get really drunk. Have fun and wake up tortured the next day. Just oh god, uh, uh, what happened? Oh, we went to the club last night. Was it fun? Oh, we had so much fun. Can you give me some aspirin? Why is it not fun now? I did a lot of not fun in my life. <laughs> I did a lot of that. Uh, and some people are harder to. To educate, <laughs> not educate, to, to, to wake up to it. I mean, actually, it was quite dysfunctional in my life in that way. And it took a while to like, hey, 
this is your life. Like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that you think you have to do that to be something, to, to even feel good or whatever in this world. And yeah. Yep. So it's weird. The it's solid knowledge for me is bully. Is bully? Is a bully. And I like it. I don't mind because, you know, oh. I'm kind of bully myself. So it's like the bully of spirit? Like, do this or else? It No, it's like, well, it has a little more reverence and a little less respect for me mm. as a person. It, what the fuck are you doing? Hmm. Why in the fuck are you so concerned about what that person's doing? I don't know. Yes, you do. Why are you doing that? Because I just feel like I'm in a mood. Right. So what, do you want to justify that mood? Or do you want to get, you know, maybe just shut the fuck up and let that mood dwindle away like a fucking stupid cloud and let it just go away? And let's see what comes next. I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. I have to do that all the time. Because, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. No, I wouldn't say you're either. But I do like precision. In words, for sure. And I like precision in action. Okay, yeah. I like that, you know, we've had those moments, as rare as they can be sometimes, where a situation comes up, and again, like we said this last week, a situation comes up, we don't say anything to each other, and the people there don't say anything. But suddenly, everybody fills a, I wouldn't say a role, because this is kind of a position. They take an energetic position that causes precision in action. Do you understand what I mean? If you can get enough people in the second attention at the same time, imagine what you could solve. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Of this because there's no mind. If there's no mind, there's no variance in what's being seen. Right? Yeah. You'll be seeing it from your energetic position. I'll be seeing it from mine. But if it's the second attention. It's where silent knowledge is coming from. And when silent knowledge comes in and speaks to everybody at the same time and they're all holding that higher presence and that higher state of awareness at the same time, it's like everybody just knows what to do. So a situation comes up and everybody's on it and it's over before it starts. Do you understand? Those, We've all seen it. Like, oh, wow, that was just perfect timing. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can think of some examples of that. That's never coming from mind. Right. Right? It's like it was perfectly orchestrated, but it wasn't. It, but it I would almost say that in the first attention, there's chaos and order. And the chaos is as real as the order. Okay. In the second attention, chaos and order are the same thing. It's just, not. Okay. If that makes sense. It doesn't really make sense, does it? Well, go on with it. It's probably a better way of saying it. Out the weeds. That's all right. There's ducks out here in the weeds. There's ducks out here. I like the ducks in the weeds. But I, you know, just if it it does make sense. And to me, that's you know, when Don Juan talks about a warrior party in the books, he talks to Carlos about the warrior party. Eagle's gift goes on about that. Like you need a courier from the west and a dreamer from the east. It's like whoa, this configuration. It's not for your first attention to understand. Right, and and around here things go down, and it's like almost as a drama in some ways, like unfolding, but it unfolds as it needs to, and everybody's playing a role in it, but without any coordination or prior thought to it, or even plotting in the moment. It's just right. words are coming out as they need to, and actions are being taken. Right, and we avoid disaster quite often. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, that's what you know. Yeah. That's what you can do here. Yeah, you aren't gonna, you know, you're not gonna make a mansion that stands. Your, your success now for the next 20 years is avoid disaster. <laughs> Seriously. 
as the way the world's going, if you're going to play in the world, in the first attention, in the world of your me, 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 I, 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 you, 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 we, 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 you're going to play in that world. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring some second attention to it if you're gonna master that. It's, there's gonna be some calamity, right? So the calamity within oneself as shit's going down. Basically. Success will be avoid disaster and starvation. <laughs> Perhaps there's a real chance of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, more than real. <laughs> there's it's it's like a freight train moving at us at a thousand miles an hour. And even if it's yeah. not, even if it's not, okay. even if it's just a narrative, okay. even if it is just a narrative that we're all believing and none of it's real, whoever's behind that narrative, it, it's, you have to believe it or else. Well, you know what I mean? It, it, well, yeah, it's a, so you're, conse- you're going to be affected by it, whether it's the real consequences of ignoring it are much worse than at least, um, preparing for the possibility of it. I would say, well, it's like when people say, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't care about history. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's obvious. No one really does. Cause here it is about to repeat itself. And it's only been three years. Right. Hey, hey, we're going to do this again. Well, I don't think anybody's forgotten and reactions might be different this time. You think? Maybe. You don't think people are just going to put on the mask so they can just, fuck it, I'll just put on the mask and go get my stuff. I think there's less people that want to do that now than there were. Well, because I think at a certain point, although you're thinking, you know, this really isn't bothering me. I got to put on a mask, go in and get a gallon of milk, fine. I'll just put the fucking mask on, I'll get the gallon of milk and come out. You know, and it's... I mean, I did that during the You can say, who cares? You know, big deal. Yeah, that's the slippery slope. Right. When you start giving away your integrity, sovereignty, and what if they tell you you need to start wearing it in your own house, and there will be cameras on you to make sure you are? This is great. This is the prison they may deliver to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the only way you're going to navigate that is by having silent knowledge, because it 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 can read a situation long before your mind's even thought it's coming. Hmm. Right? I look at things, and it's like that's how I can look at someone and go, "Hey, yeah." You know, there's a light out in front of you, and it ain't your salvation. It's a train, right? <laughs> How do you see that so far out? I, it's because I go into the second attention and I see it. Hmm. You see all there. That's where you see everything, right? Right. You make sense out of it in the third attention, right? And what does that mean? You ha- you have an energetic literacy. That's what the second attention really brings, because. The first attention is just thought and concept. You know how much that just pours the shit out of me. As much as we're just talking. It's like, well, aren't you talking concepts? It's like, if you take it that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I take it as observations of a world that is real and unreal. Right? Yeah. Just like the physical. At, one, at once, it's real and it's unreal. And in the spirit world, at once, it's real and it's unreal. Mm-hmm. To make this as unreal as that is real, <laughs> right? And be real in this, but don't leave the unreal out. It seems to be a lot of letting go of childish notions, childish behaviors, childish ideas. Childish reactions, yeah. childish interactions. Because mm-hmm. I find that a, there's a good number of people out there that I've been mingled with that they're so nervous about yeah. a social situation, mm-hmm. then what comes out as a clown? Hey, I know that path well. 
or an entertainer or some kind of something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of just humans just doing human things. There's like a an act that goes on. This mm -hmm. production, this performance. It's like, hmm. Yeah, I believe in that. What's the what's the purpose of that? There's no stage. Shakespeare's dead. So what's the point of your little antics? And then there's some that come in, you know. Well, there's one in particular, I remember her well. Her antics were her gift. <laughs> and watching her prance around and doing her thing, it's like, now that I can appreciate. So it's not like an all-across-the-board thing, right? What? It's another thing that the second attention, silent knowledge brings you is understanding nuance and understanding how two things can look extremely alike and everybody can be convinced of the same thing, and yet they're not because the intention behind it is vastly different. So that's what made it her gift, not her right. the intention behind it. Right. Like it wasn't just clowning to be a clown; it's clowning like a sacred clown more. Right. It wasn't to pay attention. It wasn't to get attention. Right. It's to it, point attention at. It was to point attention at things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, instead of taking the attention, you should route it to something poignant because mm -hmm. you'll never be that. So, yeah, something poignant for them. Right? Like we had a guy come in last weekend. He's been coming around a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, and I see what he posts on Facebook. <laughs> and it's this lovely life, and it's all this wise quotes from people, and best life ever on a boat, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, doing this. But meanwhile, while he's all doing that on Facebook, I get messages what's dm mean direct message direct message so it's send you a personal message yeah about how his relationship isn't working out although you wouldn't know that by the facebook post and that he's really unhappy doesn't know what to do with himself and considers suicide and this kind of thing and, which you wouldn't know that by his facebook page mm -hmm. at all so he comes over to hang out with us for the weekends and so which which you am I dealing with today? He's like, what? I'm like, where's the real you? You know, I mean, the real you is suffering. There's no doubt about it. So are you going to bring me this Facebook you? Because that's bullshit. I know it ain't real. Can we be the? Could you be the real you? Because if you can, we'll have a great weekend. If not, eh, it's probably not going to go that well. Because mm -hmm. so stop pretending in the world that you're better off than you actually are. Because you'll start to believe that you're better off than you actually are, and then you're going to sell out and take a very low vibration as your bliss which is dumb why would you do that lower standards so instead of having well-being you're just going to lower your standards of well-being and as long as you're not you know in a pit of despair then that's good and a lot of people think so that makes me want to vomit i'm sorry i just feel like i'm going to vomit for a second because it does it actually makes me feel like i'm going to vomit yeah. because it's like have you marginalized and invalidated life force so much that you won't even look to it to make you better? You just want to see what you can do with it. Is it, is it that you it's like see, you're a fucking thief? So you see the potential and you see that it's being done on squandered. And that's what upsets you. it upsets you. Set into other, it's yeah. set in motion in other directions that cause harm. Mm. So it's actually. The energy that was meant to heal you, if yeah. you don't handle it, it will harm others. 
Right. So you become a perpetrator. Become an asshole. Yeah. Really? And I'm, I'm called asshole a lot, I know. And I don't care. Because <laughs> I, I know I'm not an asshole. Hey, you take anyone, you know, some of these people that have basically been like, you know, called me names. Let me put what you've done in the world and what I've done in the world. And let's compare the two. There's let's somebody. let action speak for themselves and stop with selling me how fucking great of a person you are. Because yeah. fuck off with selling me you're a great person. I can see through it. I've always been able to see through it. And it's like, eh, you know, and I'll, I'll kid them. I'll, what is it? I'll humor people. Mm -hmm. I can see it. If you're full of shit, mm. I have the nose of a bear. <laughs> I smell that shit a mile away. And it, how come I can smell it? Because I don't have my own smell of it covering anything because you know well. I don't let things get out of hand in myself that much. I might stomp around like a fucking bear and just go, what the fuck, man? Why isn't anybody paying attention? <laughs> yeah, which I do. Yes. There's no do. doubt I do. But there's no danger in no, there's no harm intended. There's no. just it's actually, just a bear just kind of tearing through the garbage. <laughs> Eating a diaper here and there. Eating some shit. How <laughs> <laughs> are you people so dumb? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you know, and, and, but that's really as far as it goes. And I mean, I and you know, it's funny because I used to be able to do that and laugh at it and have fun with it, and I still can. But I'm finding that ah. Even that has to go away. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. I was enjoying that. No. Just when I was starting it's... to enjoy it, it's like, and you realize that even the things that get you through, even these states of being you're going to be once in a while, get you through. That's not who you are. And they probably won't serve the next purpose. Yeah. You know? And it's like, so, I mean, I've looked at a lot of these things, like behaviors that I could carry while still maintaining a, a strong connection to presence. And then over a decade yeah you're not you can't do that anymore it's like but i've been doing it all along it's been fine well here's where it's not fine let me wake you up to another aspect of life that you're currently not aware of well, and then you start to yeah. see the behavior and you start to see like how it's like when you guys don't feel good today oh now you know why yeah, when, you, when you're like in those moods where moments where you don't know why you feel the way you do, the second attention will let you know why you feel the way you do. There is no question as to it. It's like, I don't feel good and I don't know why. Step into the second attention, you'll know right away. And so it's like, ah, it, it's weird. It's like, it, it removes you from the equation because you're the one making the mess. So the second attention, the silent knowledge that comes removes you as part of the equation and just sees it as an energetic configuration, an energetic pattern that if it needs to be resolved or put back into symmetry, it'll, it just does that. And then you watch your world shift around that. Right. You know, and it's a whole different way of going at things. So that's why I've always said, you know, it's like, how do you solve your problems? Well, you acknowledge that you have. Well, yeah, it makes me think, like the easiest way for me to think of that is victimhood. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in a deep state of victimhood, and guess what? Everything around you is going to suck. Oh, yeah. And the whole world's coming after you. And then pull yourself out of that victimhood, even just a little bit, and things start shifting. And the farther you go, the more better, gooder things get. Gooder! <laughs> the college-educated guy just said gooder. I, I throw gooder. it in there. I, 
Do you have a degree of BS? I have. I actually have a degree. You have a degree in BS. I have, I have a degree a in Parks BS and Recreation. Degree. You have a BS degree in Science. <laughs> BS MS. I have. A, I have a degree in having fun. Parks and Recreation. Oh, and Tourism Science. Which tourism you probably, Which science. you probably didn't know about, did I you? Yeah, I talk about boring. I took a whole course in... Uh, science of Tourism. I took a whole course in... Uh, what's it called? God, the shit they fucking charge you for. Oh, I oh, know. Yeah, it's like a $3,000 class. I, I was bet. a huge advocate for schooling and, and college and all those things, and I couldn't recommend not doing that to young people. Do you know that in one of the classes, and I think my oldest daughter, Maya, was taking it because she went to UCCS... And uh, down in Colorado Springs. And you remember when we were kids, the teenagers? I don't know if you guys did this, Isaac, because you're younger. By a lot. Know. Remember when they used to give you the egg? The remember that? What, like a baby it was, thing? Oh, it was sex ed class. Oh. Or around that. No, I don't health think I had class. this experience. <laughs> and they gave you the egg, and it was like your baby, and you had to raise it. And it, it basically, like a, you had to bring it back undamaged. Yeah. yeah. Then they had those little Japanese electronic toys, the Tamagotchis. Uh, uh, <laughs> they were basically, uh, okay. They they yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the baby would cry, and then you have to stick a ball in the you know, and then it got from the egg to a baby, a, a doll. Yeah, electronic doll. Electronic doll that wakes up at 2 a.m. Wow. You have to rock it for a precise amount of minutes. Did you have to do that in school? Uh, I avoided it, but all the kids in my grade really? had to do it. Yeah. I've heard Julie that. Did I college real. They do? Yeah. Some sex. Well, it used to be high schools, not college. Yeah, it's. I, I wonder if they even do like calculus in high school anymore. I'm enjoying this no, the education is, system bashing. Actually, I forget it's what nice. it's called, but it's like they kind of put everyone on one individual track with math. Core. Yeah, yeah, core. So no core trigonometry, intelligence, well, no and, calculus. You know, I got. I've done a lot of math. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a. I have my degree in mechanical engineering. Right. Uh, and well, yeah, looking back at you Common Core. Know by this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, He's I, a smart guy in the room. <laughs> no one knows. I say shit like swag. I say, yeah. But anyways, the, the Common Core, you have to do the math problems in a specific way. Right, lattice shit. Right. Yeah, you can't, like, there's a million ways to solve a problem. Some are more intelligent than others. Some but, are quicker, too. Yeah. Some are more intelligent. You can't do them those ways. If you do them those ways, you get it wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. insanity. They're yeah. programming and, the way you think of math. Well, actually, they're making math harder than it needs to be so that people are more intimidated so they don't actually learn it and they can, I don't know. It's, it's such a fucked up system. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, just learning more about it, it's just very discouraging and, and, I actually, I'm sad that Chris be part of it, actually, in many ways. Well, he doesn't have to be. Well, He's got the freedom to stop anytime he wants. But, you know, and I mean, I, I figure he's been around enough, you know, that he can think for himself. I know. I think he's I, not really thinking what his friends think. No, he's, he's good at that. I mean, and if he's got, you know, some of his qualities, which, for better or worse... He has leadership skill. He has great leadership skills. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to interact with people. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a social, uh, he's socially adept. Incredible. I wouldn't say he's a social butterfly. No, he's not that either. But when it comes time to being social, he's pretty adept at it. He can handle it. He perceives people's motivations and energies better than most adults. He actually yeah. blows me away sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He with what he sees within me. It's like, oh, shit, okay, you're right, there, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can see it pretty clearly. So, you know, and, and really, think about it. He wasn't putting him on a program, a protocol, making him do anything, forcing him to do anything. It was, 
belittle his lack of effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go. It's gonna come off wrong. I get it. I don't give a fuck. You, we already know that. Everybody knows. I don't give a fuck. If this comes off wrong, so be it. I, you want to come attack me? Well, I bet you won't come to my house and do it. Well, let's. <laughs> there's no need for uh, contamination of anything. Online, I don't give a no shit. Of anything. But anyway, everybody lived their life. So what did we? What did, you know? How was he really? Uh, when he did something wrong, he he wasn't ridiculed. No, just. Hey, like what the natives used to do to me, mm-hmm. what the elders used to do to me. Hey, dummy, look at that. Pay attention. Yeah, Pay attention. rub his nose in it. Yeah, rub his nose in it a little bit. Yeah, you know, and and not making some program out of it, yeah. some course, getting some therapists involved, just being present with them in what's happening. Just keep being present with them in what's happening, and let them be present for things that aren't so kosher. Right, so you can see how you map your way from a possible disaster back to peace, from chaos back to order, you know, yeah. from depression out, or yeah. you know, frustration or anger. How to find your way out of these things? Well, and and all these things that you mentioned earlier, you go do a thing and you do it for ten years, and ten years you can't do it anymore is because you've grown up, or hopefully you've grown up some, and hopefully there's been maturity. Because I think the path of this learning is the path of maturing as well. Like it's actually dropping things that no longer serve you, recognizing those as soon as possible, and then perceiving life from a higher, not higher, but a well, more reco- mature perspective. Right, and recognizing that what needs to be dropped is your childish bullshit. Yeah, and, and also what is the root Selfish, of that? Selfish, childish. Is, where is that coming from? Why is that there? What happened in your life that caused you to be that way? Well, I, I, I think it's the fear of responsibility. Well, and then where does that come from, and why do you have that? Well... You know, I'm just, I'm just saying for within myself, I had to look at that again and again and again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it's that's what leads you into the second attention. Mm-hmm. That was that. It's the thing that leads you out of your atheism. <laughs> well, I had that too. Uh-huh. It well, it does spot. because you start to see that there's a point to everything that kind of ha- everything that happens to you. Everything there's a point to it. There is a cause. There's a reason. There's a why. There's something there. And maturing is starting to see that clearly, mm-hmm. more and more clearly, more and more clearly, every little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you ate that and you got a stomach ache. Why'd you eat that? Well, because I wanted to improve this. It's like, maybe you should really check your, what did it, because I've watched a lot of people like this health thing going on, you know, everybody's about it. They will kill themselves with supplements. They won't eat food. They're just pounding supplements all damn day long. There's like, a lot of weird ways to do it. Yo, man, uh, there's a thing called food. Carlos always told me, you got to be careful of vitamins, which was weird because he was saying it when it wasn't really a big deal. I mean, you know, people are taking them like Centrum, you know. Mm-hmm. But where it's at now, we're in a whole different playing field. There's like things they're creating that, you know, actually activate your brain and shit. It's like, well, are you supposed to be pushing those buttons like that chemically? I'm not sure about that. But, you know, uh-huh. you, you take what you take. Yeah. You know, I try to do a research and make sure that if I'm going to be supplementing something, that it's coming from nature. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, as much as you can. You know, a reputable company, that kind right. of thing. You know, but he, he told me, he's like, Chris of all, vitamins are dangerous. You have no idea what they are. What's vitamin D? What is that? <laughs> what, is, what even is that? Do you even know what that is? How about vitamin K? Do you know what that is? Do you know if you take too much of that, you can die? 
Fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's like, so people are going to be taking things that they don't even know what they are. The other thing you used to tell me is, would it be hot like today is? It's not that hot right now. The clouds are it's up. Really when nice. it's like 83 in the mountains, it's hot as shit. <laughs> We'd be driving down the road, and I would roll up the windows and turn on the air conditioner. He would look over at me, like, crease the ball, turn off the air conditioner, roll back down the windows. You have a problem with the heat? Are you offended by the heat? I said, it was just a little hot out. He's like, you're going to have to get used to it. And you never let me turn on the air conditioner, no matter how hot it was. We were driving around the spring since 105 in the car. Nope, no air conditioner. You need to get used to the heat. Yeah. So he saw what was coming. Yeah, it's going to get hotter. <laughs> he saw what was coming. And, you know, and he didn't want to worry me about it hmm. with all kinds of talk. Hmm. He just told me to pay attention. Hmm. I'm like, well, what's going to happen? He's like, well, nothing you can't handle if, you don't, if you're paying attention. Well, what does that mean to pay attention, to be aware? So you know where you're putting your attention. And, how and that's the thing about the social media. You, you have no awareness of where your attention's going. You're just, yeah. That's just the next video to come along. I had no idea what it was going to be before it showed up. So what's your point in watching it? <laughs> I mean, I have to say this to myself. Just oh, I know. It's like, you know, sometimes you're just sitting there waiting. And, it's like, All right. and you find yourself doing that for 20 minutes. I don't let it go too long. I always go, okay, enough, put it down, go work. It's by, I mean, this is one of the hack and the hypnotism is the, the, the hit is dopamine, yeah. a, a real brain chemical that's highly addictive. And it's uh, short is like just cocaine of social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, one of the aspects, no, no substance, just vibe. Just. Yeah. One of the aspects of like warriorship mm -hmm. in the Don Juan parlance of mm -hmm. warrior, what it means to be a warrior I will often, and I do this often, as I get older, I realize, hey, well, let's let the young people do that, and they can tell me instead of me doing it, because I'm getting a little, you know, to the point where I've done it enough, enough battle. Wander into the enemy's camp, watch him, and let him catch me, and let him do whatever the punishment or the treatment's going to be, and then find a way out. Go into... States of prison consciousness and find my way out. Hmm. It's almost like escape room, but it's free and it's in my own being. <laughs> but I do. I often go into the darker recesses of things hmm. because I know that the suffering and the, and the diminishing well-being is coming from there. I just know it is. It's, like, it's not coming from the sunshine and the rain. You're right. It's coming from you know, a dark place. And there are, there's an army standing there. There's no doubt about it. I've seen them. Other people have seen them. The warriors have seen them. And not everybody's a warrior. The world needs them. Badly. But you'd never get to tell them what to do. And if they're like, fuck it, take his head off. Yeah, you know, go, oh, well, let's be a little more compassionate. Get your ass back in the fucking garden. All right? Be compassionate with the peace. This is a fucking demon wanting to kill all humans. Yeah, no compassion. There's only going to be bloodshed. Right? Yeah. Uh, in that state, that's what a warrior is. Yeah, it's it's, and so it's wander not. into enemy territory, wander into enemy energetics within yourself, and, and defeat then, it, and defeat it, and let it trap you, let it tie you up, let it feel like it's got you hogtied and completely uh, useless, and wiggle your way out. I do this a lot. Because it's the only thing I find that keeps the second attention close, keeps me close to it. 
It keeps that ceiling between the first and the second, that membrane of stupidity, <laughs> gets erased. Because I'm stepping in, asking to be tested. Right. Test me. Test me. And I've got a few on the plate right now that are huge for me. Hmm. Huge. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. And, you know, and that's it's kind of interesting that, you know, it all comes up right before I head to the jungle mm -hmm. for a 30-day dieta. Mm -hmm. You know, so to me, that is, that's my battlefield. Yeah. Some people, oh, you're going to love it. I don't want to fucking love it. I know. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm the one who keeps saying that. Oh, you're going to have so much fun? Fuck you. I'm not there for fun. <laughs> I know. This is not my entertainment. If I, I was going to be, a, if I was going to go sit somewhere for a month for entertainment, it, it would probably not be in a fucking tambo in the middle of the fucking jungle. I get that, but. You don't want a vacation on a beach. No. You want you want this, I and want and, and I'm saying you're going to love it only because you'll have all the time and space, and lack of distraction to deal with all of it, and that's what you're going to love. And that and actually that it won't even come from you is what I. I it, it's like the energetics of that jungle are doing things. You're a part of it, and it's doing things to you. Mm. You have a minimal impact on it actually, but so you're kind of just <laughs> you're at the hands of nature. Really. You're another mosquito in the woods. Yeah, and you know, I didn't really like mosquitoes out there so much, but then I started appreciating them for what they are. Mosquitoes, blood cleaners, or killers. No, no. bat food, and I like the bats, and it's like, oh, oh you're my, my friend's food. Yeah. I've heard them call <laughs> Why did God make mosquitoes? Because the bats had to fucking eat. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the Everybody best, eats, that's the best you know? thing I came up with. I yeah, like, they're okay. wealth distributors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they're probably like, you know, Making new blood. Well, they're also the thing, I mean, in terms of predators, like we don't have as many predators anymore as we used to, but mosquitoes are definitely one of our species' greatest enemies in terms of what what's something that could transmit something that could take a good chunk of us down? So, mosquitoes. Something so small could destroy your entire I mean, species. Like we don't like cockroaches either, and they're really gross, but they're not nearly as dangerous to our species as mosquitoes are. Yeah, no. mosquitoes have killed more than anything <laughs> oh, yeah. else. Yeah, and, and, and in some ways that keeps our species in check, that there's a Darwinian component to all of that as well. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. I, I wonder how nature just does that. You know, just like, well, it's got cycles. Hey, look at these people down there. Kind of making a stink out of everything. <laughs> got a comet somewhere? Let's see if we can pull it in and just fucking knock these people off the planet. Start over. <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to get that in our lifetime, but I know that if we do, you'll be Why, like, see, Tom, I told you. Everybody, everybody <laughs> says, oh, that, can't, that won't ever happen. It has happened many times before. It has. It has. You know, it's like maybe it hasn't happened because we haven't been dumb enough to fucking make it happen. Well, Graham Hancock thinks it happens like every 12,900 years, yeah. right? That was, they, they buried Gobekli Tempe and had constellations in there kind of forewarning about this time where the earth is in this part of the galaxy we get destroyed by asteroids well could oh. be that's the end of paying rent <laughs> how do you have to pay bills if you get hit by an asteroid you don't have to worry about your bills anymore. it's a higher perspective on what you don't have really to worry important. about whether your shoes are scuffed whether someone keyed your car or you know dinged your door at the gas station you don't have to worry about being late none of that yeah Sounds pretty pleasant. Doesn't that sounds nice. I see we have quite a few folks showing up. There's people showing. Yeah, there's people we got running. cacao ceremony tonight. We have a cacao ceremony tonight. Cosmosis. Yep. It's Cosmosis night. Cosmosis. Me and Angela came up with that in what, 20? 15 or 16. 
think it was 2015 we actually mm-hmm. started that and it was like you know it's like a sound bath kind of thing yeah and you know and it's like i know that a lot of people do it i've been to some pretty horrible ones i bet i've Same. not been <laughs> have you been to ecstatic dances i've been to i think once or twice in austin I didn't do a lot of those. No, it was really awkward. There was, in one of them, I think it's Why won't anybody who goes there regularly say that? There is one in Denver. Because it is. In Denver, there's like an altar that you could go and sit there and be quiet and not have to do all that. I was like, I went over there and I was like, how long can I stay here for? (laughs) I was there for like 45 minutes and I'm like, have I been here long enough to leave yet? I think I have. I do think there is dance. There's medicine in dance. Sure. But in those environments, it's mostly a... Hookup show. No, that's not its intention. No, it's a it. it's a sober event. Yes. No one in there. And everybody has to no. be clean in their energies. Yeah, you know, you're being clean with your energy and you're asking someone if you can dance with yeah. them or talk to them or touch them. That's not what I've seen. That's not what I've seen either. I've seen a lot of awkward behavior that kind of smells like mental illness. But, you know, I've, I've been told, I swear to God, it's the best thing ever. There's nothing better than moving your body. And there is it's good like, stuff about moving your body. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I mean, I get yeah, it. It wasn't but, one of the... But it's just kind of got an ickiness to it. That I don't, it's not my cup of tea. It's basically it all of the knowledge gained in the second attention <laughs> is being rendered to be comprehensible by the first attention. So we can just make pamphlets about it. And this is what we do. <laughs> but none of it's real. Well, I mean, yeah. the ecstatic dance. Now, I have been... Da- I have danced... In my life, mm-hmm. as in ceremonies and things like this, mm-hmm. at the Grateful Dead shows. Yeah. And I know what they're talking about. Yeah, I've been there. Just blowing in the breeze, bodies just moving and blowing in the breeze, dancing the Grateful Dead, getting all fucking jiggy with it. And you know, so when people say, Have you been to ecstatic dances? Yeah, hundreds of times. <laughs> but that's not what the intention was. Right. That was a spontaneous thing. That erupted out of a ceremonial space. So be it. You know, like Sundance, right? Or Ghost Dance, or doing the Chicken Prairie Dance, you know, or, you know, like the Eagle Dances. Mm -hmm. The Hopi Eagle Dances is just insane. You watch them, you're like, you could just, it's weird. It's like when when I got to watch them, because I've got to watch them a few times, and they're all, you know, in their gear, they're, you know, the, the, I wouldn't call it a costume, the stupid, uh, their clothing that they Garments. wear for this. Yeah, yeah their ceremonial work. clothing. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> yeah, and, and they start doing this eagle dance. And seriously, after a while, where they are, you don't see a person dancing anymore. Hmm. You see like a, you see the form, you see the shape, you see the movement. But it's like it's more energetic less matter, less material, less physical. And it just starts to, uh, it's, it's incredible to watch. And you know, it's like, huh, they're not really contorting their body. It's not like that. It's these waves of energy coming off of them that distort your view and kind of kaleidoscope it. So they look like an energetic pattern moving around more than a person. Right? And you get into this state where it's sort of like the whole world just stops and you're just seeing energy dancing and energy, and it's creating this beautiful vibration that you get to feel, which increases the state of well-being, and you're in it. 
and you're just watching the whole thing go down. But yet, the feeling inside that's generated is the same feeling that silent knowledge generates. Mm -hmm. So it's like it takes you into the second attention, it takes you into that higher state of presence where. Because from the first state, this state we're all in, we all pretend we're all in the same reality state. I can't value anything. That does not know the value of absolutely anything other than what serves it. Right? And mm -hmm. life doesn't serve you. You serve it. Right? You are here by its requirement. <laughs> How do you know? Because you're here. <laughs> and you didn't go, hey, I think we're going to Earth. Tell me when you had that thought. I think I'll go to Earth. And then you showed up. Here. Yeah, I don't think so. You showed up. You're like everyone else. What the fuck is this? What's going on? What are the rules? Where am I? That's why a baby cries when they come out of the womb. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this place? Who's this fucking dude? What? Why is everything steel? Son of a bitch, you're going to pick me up and hang me upside down and spank me? I haven't even done anything wrong yet. See, in natural, I've been learning about natural home birthing. They don't, babies don't always cry. That's, if the baby comes out and he's breathing great, there's no need to cry. Oh, when Lexi was born? Yeah. My youngest? Yeah. Seriously, no shit. She didn't cry. She, they pulled her out, right, took her over to the little table to wipe her down and clean her off and weigh her and put the light on her and do all that shit. Right out of the womb, sat up, just sat up and looked at me. Hmm. Reached out like this. I put my finger out. She grabbed it and squeezed it. Wow. It just looked at me. Hmm. No crying. No yeah. no shock. Just, oh, you're here. Huh. I'm here too. Let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the look she gave me. I mean, really, is it for a baby looking at, hey, dad. Yeah. I'm here. Let's fuck some shit up. Let's, let's fuck with people's ideas of well-being and see if we can push them into actually feeling what well-being is. She, we were sitting the other night, uh, two of us actually. Mm -hmm. She said, I just said something, and she says, Tom, I'm just letting life live me. And I was like, that's such a Douglas thing to say. <laughs> 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 it's kind of a trite thing, but actually it's kind of hit me. Like I'm thinking about it, like, you know, that is, instead of trying to live life Most so damn hard. Most people can't do that. Let, let, yeah, it's let, a talent. Let, let life live you, which is consigned like a Hallmark card, whatever. But, mm -hmm. but it's actually, there's something to that. You know why? You know why, why you do that? There's really a why. You want to overindulge in comfort. Right. Because as much comfort as life living you will allow you, that's your comfort. And if you're going to let life live you and it takes you out of the comfort zone, out of the comfort zone you go. Mm -hmm. To where most people can make a choice, abandon life, and just stay in the comfort zone. But how do you know where life is going to take you? You know where the comfort zone goes. Right to the couch with the bag of Doritos and you weighing 30 pounds more than you should in about two weeks. And going, I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? Because you decided to be an amoeba. <laughs> a couch amoeba. A blob, a couch blob, blah. Huh? It can happen. And maybe there's times in our lives we have to be a couch blob so that we know that feels like so we know. And in letting life settle. live you also, I think, if you let life live you, it'll point out to you that, yo, this is fucking important and needs your attention. Don't you wane. Mm. Right. And that those are you know, and those are usually more individual things. That's never really a big thing. But on an individual level, yeah, I mean I'm sure you're told. You ever heard that voice going, Tom, slow the fuck down. You're about to fucking destroy everything. 
<laughs> You're hoping I hear it more often than I actually God, do. I, know. I, wish I, it more <laughs> I do hear it sometimes, but probably not at the frequency you would prefer. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, I'm a precision. I like precision. Precision is doing your best to do what life puts in front of you. It's what Carlo or Don Juan would call being uh, impeccable. Yeah. It's like, is anybody going to be able to judge whether that was an impeccable move or not? No, you'll feel it in the inside. So when he talks about being impeccable, it's like you don't do anything to disturb your connection to life, your appreciation for life, and the value you put on feeling well. Good right. is good for good, bad, he, whatever. He said, <coughs> yeah, you've been reading some energy. What's that? It's the proper use of energy. That's what it. Uh, fuck my Don Juan. Don Juan's my brain just spaced out. Oh wow! See, he's got it going on too. He's yeah. we're being hit by laser beams. Clearly, Isaac there's alien to... lasers called. They have they're they're programmed to fucking duh and stupid, and everybody's picking up on it. Well, you're wearing blue. Me. I'm wearing blue. He's got we got I mean, blue. He doesn't have any blue on, so he's probably under a lot of distress right now. He's wearing green. <laughs> He has no protection whatsoever. Green melts down with those lasers. <laughs> Didn't you see the videos? <laughs> Didn't you see them? Where the laser burns everything but blue? I'm taking this. I'm sure everybody's seen I'm it. I'm taking this into the duckweeds. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> into the duckweeds. It always goes there. We got it. We slide off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm not here well. to be precise. Well, I just like precision. Oh, okay. Right? You know, and sometimes precision is... You know, like when Don Juan would have Carlos in a really sacred state. And Carlos would be like obsessing about what it all means. And then Carlos would just start farting. Or Don Juan would. Yeah. Carlos would like, dude, it's a sacred moment. He's like, yeah, but you're being obsessive. You're making it gross. Yeah. So we're just going to end it. Because <laughs> you're obsessing. Because, because all of life is sacred. Huh? Mm -hmm. But some of it's fucking dark, too. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, to like you know, we started talking about last week, and I think you know it'll probably go on through a few episodes. How are you going to navigate a world that apparently, if you, I mean, there's ten thousand narratives going, but all of them lead to the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> yeah, or despair, destruction. Oh my God, let's fight. Let's be tribal. Let's let the one percent run and things again. Right. No, it's not the 1%. It's the predator class. There's a lot of 1% tribes out there. I, we were talking about this the other day. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, you know, it's like I remember when they were talking about the one percenters and they had the whole Occupy Wall Street about the 1%. You know, and how we should go after the 1%. Well, they had no plan. That was the problem. But the LGBTQ <laughs> is 1%. Yeah. Right. Maybe less. Right. And it, well, it, I don't know. About, that's a bigger one. But yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, that's a, they're just 1%. So they're the minority. The GB, the GLs, Bs are kind of big, and the rest are kind of smaller percentages. The GLs, the Bs. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I know a lot of the Gs, and I know a lot of the Ls. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't admit whether they're the Bs or not, but because it just seems, yeah, just for sex. But you know, I they don't like it. The ones I've met and talked to, I mean, it's been quite a few of them. Oh, there's one of them right here. They, yeah. He's here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he showed up. He's yeah. here. Huh? Yeah, he hates it. 
He's like, he's no, been banned. Who let them on? Sites. Oh yeah, he's been banned. He's gay guy. He's been banned for saying we don't want the T's and the Q's and the I's and the A's. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, he's pretty vocal about it. Mm -hmm. The T's and the yeah, he's very vocal about it, which is wild. Mm -hmm. But you know, most of them that I talked to are like they're not part of that. And then you know, the one it's weird because we know definitely know one trans person. Yes, we do. And no problem. Yeah. They are who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's who you are. No problem. But that person isn't out fucking carrying signs and stopping traffic and screaming at people. Trying to figure things Just living their out. life. Yeah. You know, and it seems like a normal life. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, do you, do you guys not want that to be normal? Do you need to be fucking shouting at the fucking everything all the time? I mean, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of the, the narrative being around that so much. Yes. What is a woman? You know, oh my God. It's like Matt Walsh. As much as, you know, I can appreciate some of it. It's tiresome. <coughs> it's like, can we move on? Can we fucking move on from Dylan Mulvaney, please? I think we did, didn't we? I already did. I thought I did. I did. Because I didn't, haven't noticed much anymore. So maybe. Not really a thing anymore? I'm not sure. But hiding? I'm not. <laughs> I only have. I have a limited. I, well, I don't even listen to the news. I wait yeah, till you tell me what the we're news off is. Of the weeds. <laughs> In the it's just that day. Let's, we're not we very disciplined friend, that We way. got friends here. Okay. We're not very disciplined that yeah, way. But, okay. you know, let's just kind of wrap it up, and then we'll segue into what we're going to we'll probably do another one tomorrow. We could? Well, we have to. We have to have a backlog. Okay. Uh, the boss over there, Job, yes. says we have to have a backlog for why we're in the jungle. Did he, so uh, he demand that of you? I just don't know who's going to post them. Did he demand that of you? How are you going to have him post it? He's uh, got to train him. What? Make your yeah, AI do it. Them and then they come out. Oh, he's got an automated system. He's got an AI do it. Oh, oh, you're smart. You wicked Hobbit smart. He's wicked Hobbit. <laughs> he is actually wicked Hobbit smart. Yeah, but you know, to navigate this culture, don't do what we just did. Get distracted by things. Yeah. So pay attention and stop being like us. <laughs> do as do as we <laughs> advise you to, not as we do. The two words of any good parent. God, I feel like just another politician, right? Now. Yes. Trying to sell you spirit. Come on, vote spirit. Vote spirit. <laughs> vote spirit in 2024 and everything will be fine. We're going to cut taxes and create more jobs mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, everything will be happier and have less. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, so how do we cap this? Well, okay. True wisdom, true knowledge, true truth, truth itself is not for the identity right. at all. And the identities realm, those things won't have any value there. That once you realize that I feel like shit and I'm not happy and this, this shit's going wrong and I don't understand why, and then you get into silence and you cross the threshold into silent, silent knowledge and you let your awareness sit there and not let the fucking identity go, I want to whine. The, the awareness side of you looks over at it, shut up, it's time for you to be quiet, and just sits there and lets life happen. You get taken in that state where it's quiet, but things make sense now. And that the repercussions you're feeling from some kind of event, you see how come, you see why. You know, even the things that seem so confusing and how in the hell is that happening? It's from that state that it renders it understandable enough for you to do what you need to do with it and move on freely. Not carrying that shit with you. Right? And it's for me, I mean, it's a, it's a regular daily occurrence. And I'm going to do it as soon as we're done here. <sighs> Fuck it. 
let's just live. Yeah. And let's just do right by life. Let's not chop down these trees unless, you know, they're dead. And if you have to take one down that's a living. Do you get upset? <laughs> yeah, you get the axe. I, I, I feel bad, too. I've had to do that recently. One, and it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it seems like, oh, God, you guys are stupid. No, like looking at a tree and going, can I have this space, please? I mean, and actually being smart enough to ask. Yeah. Can I have this space? Is this fine? Yeah, it's fine. You know, got to get rid of some things. Yeah, just, just you know, like where the new house we're building mm-hmm. down there is. I know. There's a few small ones I think of. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't feel, but you know, and I asked, and it's like loss is loss is loss is loss. You're going to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, huh, the earth has sacrificed so much for us. The animal kingdom has sacrificed so much for us. Even the plant kingdom has sacrificed a lot for us. What have we sacrificed for it? We're just taken from it. It's like until we can really get to a state of consciousness that can look at that and acknowledge those things, there's no hope for us. There just isn't. I mean, no matter how many solutions we come up to with problems, solutions are just problems that haven't happened yet. I think we can get there too as a species. Yeah. What are solutions? I don't, I don't Incubating problems. <laughs> there's going to be more complex problems in our future than there have been in our past. There's no, I don't think there's solutions. I think there's stoppage. Just stop. I, I, just I stop it. But there's going to be some challenge. I mean, because you look in every age... And they look back, and, and every age in the past seems more innocent than the current time. Mm-hmm. So these times that we're in right now are going to seem innocent in 20 years. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just called you. Come on, dude. Let's so do this. perhaps within those 20 years, we're going to hopefully find a new way to, ch- to change how we're doing this whole Earth, humans on Earth thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, because it's, we got it within this. I, I know that we do as a species. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, if, I, if, I, if I didn't, that would be a really, really hard place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, it's like with this podcast, I mean, you know, it's not going to stay in the same place. It's going to no. move. We're going to move into different things and it's going to yeah. take on a different life of its own that really has nothing to do with either one of us at some point. You know, and to have, just have it be like, you know, at some point it just becomes, you know, like, hey, world's hard right now, isn't it? Uh, I'm harder. Mm-hmm. Oh, the world's really scary right now, right? I have more courage. Let's have more courage. Let's just take a deep breath, take a look at what's on our plate, and if there's shit there that you don't need to eat, just touch it off like peas you don't want. And clear saying, that plate. Saying no to the things that don't yeah. serve you. You know, I think one of the ways that this can start for people don't eat when you're hungry. I mean, I don't, you know, fasting, I know it's a big thing, and you know, everybody's talked about it. There's no reason to go into it. But seriously, don't just let yourself be hungry for a while and feel what that's like. And you might find that, you know, what, what the first attention identity calls suffering, the second attention spirit calls strengthening. Right, letting you know that you can tolerate a lot more than you are, and that you can you can actually let go of a lot more than you have, and that really your resistance to letting go is just your fear of being a ship unmoored. Mm-hmm. Ships weren't meant to be moored; 
They were meant to be sailed. <laughs> you know what I mean? If a ship stays at dock, it's very safe. Until it's very safe. Comes. But safe isn't what ships are made for. No, yeah. no, no, no. Nor is life meant for safety either. Well, what is it? It was, a, which one was it? One of those crazy guys from the past. Benjamin Franklin? He, he who trades crazy. freedom and awesome. liberty for safety and security deserve neither. Correct. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're damn yep. right about that. I mean, you were a Hellfire Club freak, but, you know, even the Hellfire Club freaks have some good way. And it's weird. It's like, they're... I don't think there's any there's much morality to this. No, I really don't. I don't think that's. I think if you're going to try to enter the the kingdoms of spirit through morality, good luck. You're never going to make it. Well, that sounds like dogma, too. And dogma it sounds very judgy. Dogs, yeah. And you know, and really, I've noticed in life that everything I've judged, I've had to experience. Right. Which has been fucking weird. Because, you know, it's like, why would you do that fucking? Why is he doing that fucking? And then I find myself having to do it. And then I shut the fuck up because I'm like, oh, my God. Wow, yeah. You know, then you look at the position he was in because you're in it. Mm -hmm. Wow, he handled that actually really well because it's just fucking rough. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, as much as I like poo-poo hunt people and maybe, you know, take them to task or I wouldn't say call them out because I'm not calling them out for some fucking crime. Yeah. it's just hey why are you acting like that what's just up with you? you who peed in your weedies this morning you know in a medicinal way mm -hmm. yeah, to shake them up a little bit you know and I don't know I just find that to be valuable and I'm not one that does not notice how strong someone is okay. someone could come in here even just full of regrets and doubts and fears and well like Job over there mm -hmm. Job has been scared out of his fucking wits Numbers of, times. numbers of times over the last few years with us. Mm -hmm. And to watch him come in in that disgruntled, discombobulated state, the only reason I can go <laughs> is because I see his strength in it. If I didn't see his strength in it, I would be sitting down in a whole different way. But I would be sitting down nonetheless. I mean, there's no one I'll turn away, but there's no one I'm going to commit to that demands my attention if you demand my attention yeah we're, we're not going to play well but if you can be attentive be in the same place of attention with me we'll be best friends it doesn't mean you have to think the way i do you don't even have to listen to my music you can listen to that whatever the fuck it is you listen to <laughs> cookie in the morning go clean my rooster whatever the shit that is Gonna yeah. cut down an elm tree, get some water, take it back to the farm and water my daughter. Figure no, yeah, the music he listens to is wild. He does. He listens to that. Kind of reminds me of like, I didn't know that. We're 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 schooling him on the evil music that we listen. We're to. having crew of fortune. will teach him what good music is. Which you, I think it's hilarious. I got a Paul Simon's or Paul Simon playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it only took a fifteen-hour car, a two, a two-way fifteen-hour car ride to, to really appreciate. Yeah, there really were some songs some... that I was like, "Damn, that's deep," and yeah, it hits. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of that. I'll turn you on to more of it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I've always admired. I've, I've Carlos would ask me, "He's like, how come you can sing along to every song you play? You've got the words to every song I've heard on that radio or on that CD. You know every word. It's because I like them." 
because there's certain things to me it's like i like poetry but i like poetry with music behind it which is a song yeah right and there's some of that shit that's so pungent just punk shit like bob dylan you ever heard of Bob Dylan? I've heard of him, but oh I don't dear, know. Oh, we have to do more road trips. We got I, now. It's a long. You're gonna party. have to like hold your judgment because your ears aren't gonna like it much because he's not a very good singer. He's horrible. He's actually pretty horrible. <laughs> he, he mailed it in quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on pavement, looking like government, giants in the basement, mixing up the medicine, man in a coonskin cap, the pig pen, wants eleven dollar bills, and you've only got ten. Perfect rendition. Pretty close. <laughs> but, you know, there's some where he doesn't do that. But but there's there's a song on Greatest Hits Part 2. It's called Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. It's a hard rain. It's gonna fall. I saw a newborn babe with wild wolves all around it. I saw a highway of diamonds with nobody on it. That's fucking... It just hits That's me. deep. Right. Well, it's like... To me, I'm I'm always looking for what I resonate with that. No, that's no. I want when I go out in the world and I look at art and I look at music and I look at film and I look at books and I look at people and how they want to interact. What I'm looking for is that bing, that thing that just it's not that you resonate with it; it resonates inside of you. Yeah, and it's to me, it's like when I heard that lyric for the first time. Saw a newborn babes with wild wolves all around it. It's like suddenly there is this resonance in me that just silences everything else and feels the weight of that lyric and how true it is. So, you know, like a book, like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Fucking boring. I, I couldn't finish it. It's fucking boring, but. There's pungency in that boring shit. Right? Rule number one. I liked it, but I like I love it, but it's weird. <laughs> I it's boring. But that's not important to me. It's that there's something in what he's saying that hits and resonates. Mm -hmm. Hits and resonates. Hits and resonates. I'm always looking for that because the resonance is, is the gateway to well-being it's the gateway to clearing the mind those the mind may one day understand what well-being on the full spectrum of being alive is yeah not just way. i have enough money while munching lucky charms and fucking drinking some beer and then spending all the money and borrowing it till the next paycheck you know what i mean it's yeah anyway but we'll go further we're gonna go further into navigating this chaos because we always get sidetracked by ir like irrelevant that. shit I just want to say that that Bob Dylan is one of the most brilliant lyricists that ever lived. And a, 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 poet, a poet and a prophet, perhaps. Too. Bob Dylan and Paul Simon, to me, out of the last 40 years. Neil Young comes up there. Crosby, Stills, and Nash comes up there. But those two, probably the two of the most brilliant songwriters yeah. that I've probably heard. The other brilliant songwriter was the one for The Grateful Dead, Robert Hunter. Robert Hunter. It was just like, you know. Those lyrics. Yeah. Once in a while, you can get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, we're going to go because we have people here and a cacao ceremony to yeah. do. Oh, uh, we do that the first Saturdays of the month if you're interested. Yeah, and if you're on Facebook and you're watching this on Facebook, we're going to be back tomorrow so you can waste another three hours, two, uh, almost three hours two with hours. our nonsense. Two hours? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. we cut it short today.
with right. our we can you can be distracted by our nonsense more. <laughs> anyway, Joe, take care. Thanks for a flawless podcast, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <It's not laughs> flawless. Uh, I was for a second thinking that something weird was happening because every time you were about to say something really poignant, the audio would cut out. It happened like four times in the first hour. <sighs> it was for short periods, but yeah, we got an audio problem. If anybody out there is a good producer, also contact yeah, us. Yeah, well. we, we have a job opening soon. Is we're going to fire this guy? All he does is you know consume more finances for a podcast, and you can't even get it right. See, Joe, he's just being tortured. Oh. It's okay. You're a battle between Satan and yourself. I get yeah. it. You're a good man. So you, 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 we're going to give you a little leeway right now right. until right, you get yeah. it right. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, well, off camera, we'll talk about what's necessary to and if, improve if, the audio. Because, you know, if I'm about to say something poignant and that's when we check out, it's like, so all they hear is the bullshit? No. I, I just also, if your mom's listening, we are actually nice to him mostly. Occasionally. Mostly. But you raised quite an absurd child. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if it was your fault or not. Probably not. Because <laughs> he seems to be a hard-headed monkey who just Mono does Bronco. what he's going to do whether you tell him to or not. It's like, hey, Job, when you go out to hike in the woods, don't don't look for satanic ritual sites. Don't, stop. Stop. Go, go look for the rainbow. <laughs> you he always like runs into some that, fucking man. doll pinned to a fucking tree with blood everywhere. I it's don't like, ever pick it. It just happens. And don't go with people that you think might become your murderers later. <laughs> Usually, it place. just happens. It just happens. I Ran. feel like spirit puts it in my path because it's a learning experience. <laughs> what spirit puts it in your path? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. You just like, I feel like sometimes my stupidity gets me into it. And then whatever that event happening is so frightening. Like I had that experience six months ago where I laid in the fetal position for like four hours. Most fear I've ever felt in my entire life. And nothing was there. It was all in my head. Yeah, well, of course, kind of. Yeah, kinda. it's all. Yeah, it's all in your head. But you opened it up and let it all in. Exactly. There. But I got myself into that situation. But that situation taught me so much, and like the ability to see things after that. Right. So. Well, that's the good thing about going through something very adverse. That's you, you'll learn know. the most. Cause yeah, because fucking... guess what? When you go wandering in that neighborhood again, you're going to know more than you did. You're going to think oh, yeah. twice before wandering in. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, not today. Or if you find yourself there, you know, be able to hold your ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, Tom. Yes. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks, thanks for being for... a part of this chicanery. It seems like the best thing to do. Well, we need you case. because you're the... He's the, I'm the fire or fire marshal. I'm the killer of fun. <laughs> Often, yeah. Often, you're like, God, why do I have to follow these? <laughs> I'm the curmudgeon in the, the amongst. You're the. <laughs> oh, here comes the label. <laughs> no, 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 let's see. How would I put this? Um, you're the voice of sympathy. I I that's true. I I, I have to be <laughs> just simply because I'm not. I've required so much. <laughs> I that I'm very welcome to, to to lend it to others as well. I feel like sympathy gets you nowhere, though. I, I just nor does empathy. Not, not sympathy, but compassion. I do have compassion for people's struggles, and and you do too. We just do it in different ways. I you know what I have compassion for people that I know are really fighting the fight. 
I, I know. Really going through it. Really going through it. Not pretending to go through it or just go through it when it's convenient and then go back to distraction. The ones that really aren't allowed to be distracted anymore. It's like you're going through it till it's done. And you know that and there's nothing you're going to be able to do to circumvent this or forget about this or numb this out. You're in it. You're in the shit and you're going to have to just go through it. And for those people that do that and they do that with a smile on their face and when they come in all dopey, I look at them like, oh, some crawl up your ass and die. They're like, yeah. And they can laugh. I know they've got the courage to go through what they're going through. And for that, I have nothing but energy. I will give a gift of energy to anybody that is doing that, really going into the grind. Right. But the ones whining about the grind, yeah, fuck you. You're not doing it. If you were actually doing it, you wouldn't have any time to whine about it because it's so goddamn hard that you'd just be quiet and do it. Well, it would be nice if the world was made of all Wallies, but they're, it's just not. So. <laughs> Our good friend Wally, who does exactly that. But, you know, I just... Help pe- nudge well, people into that place. That too, even though he does. He does. I, I mean, know. we don't really know anyone that you know we're really that close with that doesn't push through. The yeah, shit I know. That they so got I just, to. it's and like give everybody their own space. Yeah, oh, this is what's going on. It's like, oh, cool. Even the most unlikely of folks can find their way, and and I know that because I'm one of them. Okay, if David Bynum <laughs> can do it, anybody can. Do it. <laughs> you hear that, Dave? <laughs> See, well, I you know. He Me does. and him have been having a lot of talks. I know. You guys are great friends. That's uh, really I know. Nice. I, I value friendship mm-hmm. more than anything else. And I will give my whole heart to that mm-hmm. until my heart is uh, expected there. And then no. Okay. Now we're going to wrap. So that's, yeah. how we, that's, how that's how we, we wrap it we up. We don't know how to land a plane yeah. in this joint. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to find a way to end it. <laughs> so, so here we go. There's no end. There's only continuation. We'll see you when we see you. And for those on Facebook who, you know, really like enjoy this, we'll be back tomorrow because we have some people coming in. Yeah. So. We'll have some guests. We'll have some Friends. guests. Nobody important. Well, That's maybe not to true. themselves. Come on. We'll have some good people here. We have good people. I didn't, but, you know, we don't have. We'll like, rope we'll Robert. President Biden isn't going to be sitting here. No. Elon Musk isn't going to be sitting there. No. <laughs> so, I'd like to have him sit there. Because that would be an interesting conversation. It would be. We'll see. You guys have a great time. Have a great night. (laughs) See ya. Enjoy. Have fun. あの、バイバイリリ。はい、リリ。はい、だれ、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、